flick off your jandals, crack a cold one from the chilli bin, chuck on some cans and enjoy a Kiwi take on all things Arsenal. Welcome back to the Arsenal New Zealand Preview Podcast. This is Corey in wonderful California. And as per usual, I'm joined by Mike up in the Big Smoke in Auckland. How's things in Auckland, Mike? Um, yeah, um, surprisingly warm during the day and very cold at night, even though it's like 13, 14 degrees, but it's, it's a lot colder than we're used to. So, but going all right. I mean, maybe um, hopefully our producer in the post edit can add some violins in the background or something like that. I mean, yeah, our heart really bleeds for you, big fella. I was talking to a colleague who's down in uh, Christchurch this morning and um, yeah, it's probably really cold down there at the moment. So um, yeah. Yeah, when I was telling him it was 26, 27 degrees up here at the moment, he's like, uh, that's not fair. <laughs> They're not fair yeah. at all. <laughs> I still love these conversations when I lived in Brisbane, but now that I'm back in Wellington, yeah, yeah. not so much. Yeah, yeah, not that it's, that it's been that bad here. It's been pretty mild, but it's certainly getting a bit cooler. Yeah. What's, um, what's up in your world, Matt? Not a lot. Same old. We're, um, yeah, keeping a pretty low profile. The, the, the Rona's doing its thing. Um, everything's pretty quiet. Lots of football. Happy yeah. days. Yeah, there's actually a hell, a, of of there's a hell of a lot of football on at the moment, isn't there? There is a bit. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's good to say in a bit of, bit of cricket, although obviously that's winding down, but we've got the Women's Cricket World Cup at the moment, which is interesting. Some uh, bloody screamers of catches being taken in that tournament too, aren't they? There has been, yeah, it's been, been pretty good. Well, we're not here to yeah, talk we about. Yeah, won't, we okay. won't talk about that because um, otherwise we'll have to mention our Aussie mate and we don't want to go there. No, no, definitely not. What we are here to talk about is Arsenal versus Liverpool. Oh, so that's a big um, game. A big game. Quarter past nine tomorrow morning for those of us down in New Zealand. Nice time. Especially mm. if you're working from home or not yep. working at all. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. Yep. I agree. Um, make up, make some nice poached eggs on toast for a bit of brekkie or, or not, as the case might be for some. You've got me um, salivating at the moment. Mm. Well, you know, nice cup of coffee. It's probably a little bit early in the morning for something a bit stronger, but hey, to, to each their own. Well, it's it's uh, it's past midday somewhere in the world, isn't it? Um, undoubtedly. Yeah. Like in the UK, for example, where the football's been played. Yeah, fair enough. Just off the top of my head. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, getting onto the game itself, obviously, it's a big, big challenge, big test for us. Um, and if I hear another person say it's a free hit, my head's probably going to explode. Um, I don't see it myself as a free any kind of free hit at all I don't think any Premier League game really should be viewed that way but hey that's just me um, but I think what it is 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 a really good test for the squad and an opportunity to see how far we have come um, and measure ourselves against one of the the form teams in in the Premier League what do you think Mike? Yeah well we talked about these game in hands um, being I suppose Good and bad, like they're, they're, they're like a, was it the the evil on one side and the the positivity on the other sort of thing. So, um, while the, the good side is, we can always say we're we're two points behind and we got two games in hand type scenario. 
And um, a really good sign is that Manchester United and Spurs are inconsistent. And yeah. Shot. Yeah, but on on the other side is these are two like games we need to win. Um, if if we want to one cement our top four title, top top four, whatever you want to call it, challenge, um, as well as um, actually show the progress that we have made this season and and the last two seasons, I suppose, put together. Um, as a team, as a squad, as a playing style, as a coach, everything. Um, these are the, I mean, we're, we've got to play two of the top three left for the rest of the season. They're the games that we want to um, improve on, right? Yep. So yes, and, yes and no. I mean, I think also one of the big things for me that's that we've really improved and it was a critical thing in the success that we had under under Venga, even when we weren't that good, when we used to get fourth year in, year out, it was that whilst we didn't necessarily beat or get results against the big teams, the top teams, um, we'd regularly beat the people, the teams below us. Yeah. Um, and I guess the big thing for me is that we're starting to see, see that again. Um, and whilst I don't, again, touching on the free hit, the free hit thing I don't expect us to beat Liverpool um, but I do expect us to perform better I expect us to ask them some questions and cause them some issues um, undoubtedly they'll do the same to us of course they're a, they're a quality team um, with a good squad and a great manager um, but the really interesting thing is going to just be about seeing where that balance is I mean obviously we, we all know what happened when we went up to up to Liverpool earlier in the season, um, and we played a pretty good first half of football. Then it all, they scored just before half time, and then it all kind of yeah. fell to bits in the second half. So I guess what I'd like to see is that maybe we're a bit more competitive for a longer period of the match. And that doesn't mean that we'll be ahead at the end of it. And But perhaps on on a given day, we are. And that's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm on the... I suppose the, the other side of the fence where um, I think like you, Mike. <laughs> I actually think we've got a, a team that can uh, and a playing style and some confidence at the moment that we can push for the three points where we are. I thought that was what I said, but carry on. Oh, yes and no. Yes. Um, but I, I actually, I'm expecting us to win the, tomorrow. Um, I, I know it's a hard task. I mean, it, it is a, a better, a slightly better team, a um, bit more experience, et cetera. But the confidence that's oozing through the young guys in our team and their um, unpredictability, I think, is going to serve us well. Um, and I think we, we have a team at the moment that has the ability to beat Liverpool. Um, I don't just want to see a good performance. I want to see a winning performance. Yeah, I think it's quite clear that we've got a team that, I mean, we've got a team now that can beat anybody. Mm. I think we've shown that. Um, the interesting thing for me is going to be, A, can we? And ultimately, what is that? What's that going to look like? Yeah. Um, which is awesome. You know, if you had of, if you cast your mind back to the beginning of the season or certainly before Christmas, you know, I probably wouldn't have expected we'd go into a match against Liverpool feeling how we're feeling 
Yeah, no, 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 and not at how all. we're thinking. Not at all. You know, um, again, it was probably quite. Wasn't wouldn't say it was the opposite, but you know that the speed with which we've gone from where we were early in the season, or certainly where I was. Um, yes, we've got a lot of potential. Yes, we've got some really good young players with potentially high ceilings. Um, but I expect it'll be a season, two seasons, maybe three seasons before we start to see that potential being realised if you know there's going to be some hits and misses and so on and so forth. And there's been a couple of misses, but for the most part, um, things have been very positive and things have progressed at a faster rate than than even me being optimistic um a faster rate than what i thought was was possible much less likely yeah we've taken a a a big turn i i I can't actually put my finger down on when the when the turn happened but that it's probably around that christmas period like we've actually made a a big almost like a a a 180 in terms of uh fans (laughs) I suppose, and, and our feeling towards... Um, the, some fans, yes. Yeah, some fans. Uh, feeling towards not just, um, I suppose, uh, Arteta, but also his uh, some of the players in the team and, yep. and, and their performances. And and that's been... Um, are you, regularly, you see now on, on social media, like the atmosphere in the stadium, you even see it on the TV, is like 10 times what it was... Um, before COVID even. Um, so it, it's amazing to, to hear it on the TV on the other side of the world that we're, we're chanting, we're singing, we're supporting and we're, we're cheering home and away. We're loud. Um, it, it, it's, it feels like the, the club's taken a new direction and, um, and, and there's a lot of positivity, a lot of buzz around it all. So um, hopefully the, the, the lads can kind of feel that as well. I'm sure they do. And and that kind of jeers or, or pushes them onto that sort of next level and yeah and it helps and, them develop. I mean that comes across in a lot of the interviews as well um, with the players. You know they often talk about the fans and the support that they're getting and how that's helping them. And I think if you take a step back and look at the changes in the squad um, and particularly some of the players that are no longer with us, um, I guess it's becoming increasingly clear to see what Arteta has been trying to do. Um, and I'm not talking about on the pitch, but in terms of the culture and the atmosphere and engaging the fans and, and that kind of thing. Um, and the fact that, again, it's that shift is happening a lot quicker than I, I sort of certainly expected it would. Um, and it's a lot more prevalent than I thought it would be. You know, I thought this would take a couple of seasons to get to the point that we're at now, almost maybe a season in a bit um, from the beginning of the season I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's happened quickly. Um, the club's been pretty decisive at last after, you know, what seems like yeah. a bit of a dithering, you know, five, six, ten years yeah. almost. And I'm talking also a lot about the latter part of, of Arsene Wenger's um, reign. Um but now it's it's crystal clear and we can all see it. And and it's working. And the, the train's left the station and, and, and we're moving wo- forward. It's working. And we're gathering um, speed. And, and, and it's amazing how you, you talk about like there's been a few, I suppose, um, 
simultaneous sort of projects going on. You've got the, the on-field stuff. You've got the stuff like as the culture of the club, you've got the fan engagement, all that sort of stuff. And it all kind of seems to have like clicked simultaneously almost or, or very close to each other. And it, it's changed that whole, um, the whole feeling around what is being produced and, and what is being supported, if you know what I mean. Definitely. And I guess going back to the match we've got tomorrow, you know, there's a lot of, I think, parallels between what Liverpool went through when Jurgen Klopp first came in. Yeah. Um, the the state, I guess, for one of a better term, that they were in when Brendan Rodgers left. Um, and, yeah, I guess there's a lot of, you know, we, we're not going to be a club that has... I was going to say unlimited, but almost unlimited funds to spend like in Manchester City or mm. Chelsea, at least Chelsea as we knew them old, um, yeah. up until a few weeks ago, yeah. um, that they were. So it's really imperative that we look at teams like Liverpool and probably not many others um, to see the way forward. And, you know, you can certainly draw some parallels. So I guess that adds another layer I think of intrigue and interest into every match that we play against them. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be comparing um, Arsenal versus Liverpool, um, but they're they're two of the most iconic teams uh, in English football, if not world football. Um, And and you're right comparing kind of that transition period from Klopp and how they've rebuilt and the success they've had and the, the, the style of football and everything else that's kind of happened there is um, you can see that now you mentioned it kind of glimpses of it and, and what we're, we're going through. Obviously it's. Nope. Uh, I'm not suggesting in the way we play. No, 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 no. no taking, but you, yeah, yeah. Taking yeah. that out of it because yeah. you can see where we're, where the, the model of play has been. Yeah, where, where the inspiration has come from. Yeah, yeah. We like Manchester City light, and and hey, that's fine. Yeah. Um, as long as we're doing it well, which which it looks it looks certainly looks at the stage that we are. Yeah, and and, and we'll continue I, to build on that. I I I think actually the the best sort of if I was talking about like rebuilding teams and stuff, the best signing we made was probably that set piece coach <laughs> that Arteta brought in because I I've never seen an like. I've supported Arsenal for coming on 34 years or so. I've never seen an Arsenal team defend set pieces like this current team are defending. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely like bonkers, but also amazing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and we're even, you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that every time we won a corner, it was like it seemed every single one of their first the first defender would go straight at him, bang, cleared, see you later. It's like why are we even bothering? Yeah, or they'd go yeah. sixty feet over everyone's head yeah. and no one can touch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. um that's one extreme or the other. But again, now we're we're actually scoring goals. We're scoring goals and we're Who'd stopping goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, it's Every um, coach's dream. It it is and I I can't speak highly of the I don't know his name, but he I mean he's obviously transformed our defense um mentally, physically, um and tactically to to deal yeah. with everything that's been thrown at us. I don't know if he does like 
weekly plans against each opposition or if it's the same plan every week or whatever, but it seems to be working. So give them more yeah, money. Think, and it also there. goes goes back to, I think, the type of players that were brought in. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, they're a lot more vocal, a lot more assured. Yes, they'll make mistakes, but they just pick themselves up and get on with it. Yeah. You know, um, whereas when... Um, Burn Leno would make a have a bit of a shocker. Yeah. It kind of lingered. You could see it kind of stayed in his head for for quite a period of time afterwards, sometimes even into it the following game, and he'd have to yeah. build that confidence back up again. I, I think Brett Ramsdale's a, a lot uh, more mentally set up yep. um, and and capable of dealing with what's being thrown at him. Obviously, he's had some major setbacks. Mm-hmm. or disappointments with the relegations and stuff. So that's probably several probably prepared him quite well for mistakes and, and setbacks yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's something and you've heard um Arteta talk about it that they identified with him wasn't so much about the setbacks that he's had, but how he's dealt with them. Yeah. And and come back and gone better and learned. And you know that's that's the critical thing. Um Getting back to, to tomorrow's game in a bit more detail, um, do you foresee any lineup changes? I mean, it sounds like Tommy Asu's back into full training, but I would very much doubt that we'll see him start. Um, and I can't see a reason that he would really, to be honest. No, I don't think so. And um, again, we've mentioned this a few times. We have talked, um, let's say, negatively about Cedric in the past, but he has performed. I certainly have. In, in, in the last month, month and a half while Tommy Asu has been out, he's actually looked okay. Whether or not that's the players around him, supporting him. Um, well, I've, I've said it before, you've got to give credit where it's true. He's he, proved me wrong. I've given him he's done well. a fair bit of suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he has done well. I guess another question for tomorrow's match will be whether we'll see a bit of a tweak in the midfield in terms of the role that Granite Xhaka has been playing and whether he might drop a little bit deeper. Yeah, to what we've seen in recent matches. If if he does though, that um, I suppose signifies the uh, maybe the intent of the team. Um, where if if we can function as a team in that positive mind frame, uh, potentially we have a would you say a better chance of at least pushing forward and putting pressure on them. I feel like if, if we do change that mindset slightly defensive in that midfield area, um, we're kind of already starting with a hand time behind our back sort of stuff. And, and, and I'd rather be the, the positive side and, and try and hit them, if you know what I mean. I don't know who this new Mike is, but I quite like him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see it. And I, I think I mentioned it before. And one thing about Arteta is the tactics are fluid. You know, he'll... Yeah. You can see yeah. we change strategically what we're doing and tactically what we're doing midway through three matches, and sometimes we'll change it back again. You know, I think he realizes, I mean, as would most people, you know, we're not going to dominate for 90 minutes against Liverpool. You know, but I, I, I don't we're, think we'll we ever will, dominate against 90 minutes against anyone, to be fair. Almost anyone. Yeah. But we will dominate different periods of the match. You know, so I think. It'll be a case of um, Zach's focus might change at different yeah. stages. Yeah. And if it's one of those stages where Liverpool have a lot of the ball, 
um, for a 10 minute, 15 minute period, whatever it might be, um, just after we've scored or, or they've scored, which is where teams tend, tend to be more vulnerable, yeah. then we might see them take a half a dozen paces sort of back towards towards um, old mate Thomas um, and vice versa when, when we're a little bit more on the ascendancy. Yeah, I, and you, you're 100% right with the, the fluidity of our, um, I suppose, our intent on the field. Um, even even the likes of um, Saka, Odegaard, I mean, even saw it on the weekend with Lacazette back tackling on his own 18-yard box sort of stuff. Um, everyone seems to understand that the their, their, I suppose, would you say roles, but also sub-roles, secondary roles, et cetera. Um, yeah. And they're they're all fighting together as a team. It's um, not static. Yeah, which is um, that's very fluid. Very, very fluid. So, which again you can see when you watch Manchester City. Funny, funny that, eh? You know, obviously <laughs> they've been doing it for a hell of a lot longer, and they're a heck of a lot better than we are. Um, but yeah. early days, and we're, we're we're moving forward at a pretty decent rate. Yeah, well, there's obviously some some big attacking threats from um, from the Liverpool side that we need to um, be aware of too. So, yeah. um, while, while I say I would like us to be on the front foot as much as possible, obviously being aware of the back foot as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah, being able to be on both feet when yeah. necessary. Yeah, yeah, we're um, we're not one-footed players, are we? We are. Well, some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess another question around the starting lineup for me is whether Martinelli starts again. I, I actually don't see a reason why he would not, though. Versus like, Smith Rowe. The, the, the performance he put in on the weekend, well, I know he didn't bag a goal or anything like that, but he was um he was awesome, <laughs> was he not? No, I'm not I'm not saying he wasn't. It's just he offers different things to Smith Rowe. Yeah. Smith Rowe, I think, is probably a little bit more comfortable playing a little bit deeper and holding onto the ball, um, which I think could be a little bit more useful uh, against um, TAA. Yeah. Um, although the flip side of that is obviously Smith Rowe doesn't really have the pace that Martinelli does, which could be quite useful against him. And, and I think that's the... Um... That's, that's almost been like the, the difference maker uh, for our left and right wingers, midfielders, forwards, whatever you want to call them, um, is their, their breaking pace and, and their pace to be able to keep up with each other. Um, yep. Even Odegaard, I know he's not the fastest, but he's still putting in a shift. So uh, I, I'd rather go down the, the pacey side and try and get at their bigger slower um defenders slower? well I'm, I'm i'm saying like martinelli versus van dyke who's going to win that race right um if if we can attack them with pace etc there's more likelihood for mistakes and issues or breaks or whatever happening um mm-hmm. and, and the fact that he can keep up with sucker and sucker can keep up with him it means they're there to support each other where if you've only got one of them on the field we, we know luck is it's not the fastest so if one of them breaks... So you're suggesting that Smith Rowe's substantially slower than Martinelli? Not substantially, but but he is. <laughs> Unless you've got some stats to back it up. Well, you haven't got some stats to prove it. 
Uh, I swear from the two stats on the front of your face. All right. Do you want me to Google it now? <laughs> Who's faster? No. We'll, we'll be here all day. Um, I don't disagree, but I wouldn't. I mean, I, I want to see Smith Rowe on that left side. I think he can do a little bit more. He can ask more questions of, don't Google it. He can ask more <laughs> questions of, of TAA than, than Martinelli. Um, although more likely it'll be a switch that we see later in the game. Yeah, a switch later in the game is potentially a a, a really good option as well. Like going coming in that 60, 65 minute mark, um, bringing on someone like Smith Rowe is a it's almost like a trump card, isn't it? <laughs> Being able to bring someone on that good and um, alongside Pepe, who's another massive trump card. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, Eddie. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what Eddie is. I'm not a hundred percent sold on Pepe. I know he's put in a couple of good performances, but really, that's a surprise. Yeah, he he can be a trump card. He could be. Anyway, um, getting back to the main point of the pod, the big question. The big question: What's for dinner, or what's for breakfast before the game? It looks like Kieran Tierney and um, Tavares are quicker over short distances. Yeah. We don't want the quickest marathon runner. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, focus, Michael. Focus, sorry. What's on the breakfast menu? Yes, what's on the breakfast? No, no. Um, Tell tell the people what they want to hear. I'm assuming we're going for predictions here. Um, I do... What I think or what I want? Which one do you want? Well, I know what you want, but what do you think? What I think is going to you happen... You don't predict what you want. I think it's going to be a... Oh, Jesus, it's a tight one. 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw? 1-1 one, one draw. Jay. And I think we where are did, going to Where score... did all that confidence go? We're going to score first, and they're going to score late. Okay. And I'm going to go Odegaard with a goal for so us. So after all the bluster about being confident that we're going to win, you're not actually no, no, no. that confident. No, no, no. It wasn't confidence that we're going to win. It was, I want us to be confident to win. Well, what I want us to win. We know what that. I actually really want is us to win 3-0. <laughs> but my, my, my heart and my head are, are two different entities at the moment. So. Which is probably just as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yourself, where, where are you? Where are you sitting? Um, two one to us. Two one to us. Okay, are you going for another Lacazette goal? Don't be silly. No, he's got his one for the season. He's got he's got <laughs> his one after Christmas. Yeah. It could be his lot, but if he keeps doing what he's what he's doing, I don't mind at all. Um, I think that Odegaard will score in the first half. Um, I think. Uh, Mane will probably score against us early in the second half. And Smith Rowe will get the winner. Your man. In, in the second of three minutes of extra time. Is that just because you share a name with them? Is that why you're finding a connection with them, are you? No, not at all. But he's done it before. Yeah, fair enough. He's come on, mate, and scored goals. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'd love nothing more than to see it again with my head and my heart. 
the tour and sink? Look, I, I would take a 2-1. I would take I don't anything, to be fair. A, a, a point or three points, I'd take anything any day. So um, mm. I, I just want to um, throw back to last week's match. I, I believe you predicted, um, uh, I said, uh, party goal, did you not? Well, I don't like to brag, but seeing as you brought it up, um, yes. You almost got two of them too. Almost. Yeah, he actually had a shot that didn't balloon over the bloody stand. It no, was it thundered against the, the upright. The upright. Yeah. Mm. Um, but congratulations on your um, party prediction. I think I also, you also predicted Lacazette's goal too, didn't you? Oh, I predicted the score. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to... Okay, I'm giving you props here. You know, you, you can't have it all. It doesn't often happen. Did, did you put money on it? Don't be silly. Then it never happened. If I put money on it, it wouldn't have happened. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, um, what I should do now is go and put money on a one all draw. A one all draw. <laughs> now that I predicted 2 1. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting morning. And um, I suppose oh, we're, we're all on we the so. edge, edge of our seat trying to hope that we um, the... capitalize on our advantage we've got, right? I guess the flip side is, you know, if we don't, we've only got a few days until the next match. And I thought you were about to say no. the flip side is it's a free hit. <laughs> no, not at all. It's not a free hit. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for three points. Yeah. You know, um, if we get that, awesome. If we get one point, that's okay. If we if we don't get any, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, it's we, quite simple. We've really. got Aston Villa like a couple of days later, haven't we? Yeah. So it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. We don't. We haven't had many of these quick turnarounds this, this season. But luckily enough, it's um, I suppose yeah, our, it's an international break. Yeah, uh, lucky enough, it's a, it's a lower team. It's not two top four teams back to back type thing. So yeah, but again, um, it's the Premier League, and I know, I know, any team can turn over any other team. As but, I was saying, uh, well, what I'm saying is that you wouldn't want to play Liverpool, Chelsea, three no, days apart, wouldn't. sort of thing, right? You know, you can also go to Villa and get your backside spanked if you're not on it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll um, we'll get through through tomorrow's match and we'll see what happens. Yep, and then we'll awesome. reconvene in a few days' time. Sounds good, man. Fingers crossed. Listens more of what they want. More of our beautiful tones in their ears, right? All three of them. All three of them. We got three now, have we? Jesus. Well, I mean, there's you and I, and probably someone else. Dylan, I'm I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome, man. Anyway, until then, come on the Arsenal. Come on the Arsenal.